This is Pete Moore wanted to officially announce the release of Time to Win Again, 52 takeaways from team sports to ensure your business success. I wrote this book over the last year. I think you're going to love it. Good to great meets Where's Waldo. Pick them up for your team. Time to win in 2022. Happy to come to your club, your studio, your company, and talk about ways we can optimize business and win going forward. Go Halo. This is Pete Moore on Halo Talks NYC on location, Dallas, Texas. I am here with Paula, who is the president of Club Greenwood in Colorado by way of Redondo Beach. Welcome to the show. Thank you. So Glad to for, be here. Yeah, awesome. So uh, why don't you talk about how you got into the industry? You know, you've seen a lot of growth. You've been at the, uh, this location for a while and, um, you know, how you've seen things change and how excited you are about the future. Well, I've I've been in the industry since oh my goodness, nineteen ninety two. No, maybe sooner. I have a degree in exercise physiology from the University of Nebraska. Go Big Red, and didn't know exactly what I wanted to do at that point, and ended up moving to California, which was the hub of fitness, and, sure. and got involved, you know, group fitness instructor and towel folder and pretty much everything there was to do, and then I ended up working for a health district in Southern California. You've probably heard of it before, Beach City Health District. And built and designed facilities there. Okay. And let somebody else operate them. And then moved to Colorado to raise our kids. They were six, three, and one when we moved. And got my job at Club Greenwood after that. And have enjoyed the last 19 years there. It's been a blessing. Working a really amazing club that's been around for 34 years big name in the community with an amazing group of people and uh, honored to positively impact people's lives. And that's what we do on a day-to-day basis and are still doing it despite the pandemic, probably doing it even better than we were before. That's great. So, you know, as you've seen Denver and Colorado, you know, grow to the extent it has and a lot of different boutique operators and HVLP operators and all different kinds of, you know, fitness programming. How have you kind of digested what the competition is and says, okay, I want to bring this into the club or, you know what, I don't need to provide that. That's not something that I'm going to be the authority on. So how do you think about that as, you know, the president of a organization where you have a lot of square footage and you can repurpose it. And sometimes you say, Hey, maybe I want to, maybe I don't. How do you think about that? Well, we're already, we're kind of a niche club anyway, and we don't market to the masses because we're a very high end luxury fitness resort really is what we consider ourselves. So we know we're not going to be the right thing for everybody. We're a high price, we're low volume and so forth. So we have a specific group of people that we cater to and we've always done that and and that didn't change I mean it didn't change at all um through the pandemic it didn't change uh who we reach out to didn't change Mm -hmm. who our market was or anything so um we've stayed pretty consistent but we always want to be the trendsetter Mm -hmm. we try things before other folks do um and we look at the competition as actually ways to make us better Mm -hmm. and we connect with the competition. We invite them in. We ask them to, you know, walk our club with us, and we give them our pricing. They give us our pricing. What, what price so, point are you at? Um, we're at a two hundred three for a single um, per month, and so you know, we're we're definitely in the higher market. 
Gotcha. Yeah. And, w- and when you say, um, you know, we cater towards a certain group, you know, mm-hmm. how much of that is um, referral driven, data driven, or just understanding like the, the mark, we've been around here long enough that they, people that want to find us, find us. Yeah, it's it's kind of a combination of both. Because we've been in the community for 34 years, we have a very good reputation, and so right. people just know who we are. The other is, I, I can absolutely 100% say our clubs, or 100% say that our club was built on referrals. It's, right. people want to be around like-minded people, people that, sure. you know, like the same things and so forth, so they refer their friends, their family, and so forth, and um, and we also, you know, honor and give them loyalty points for referrals and stuff, so, yeah. So what have you seen over the last 12 to 18 months that gets you excited of what's going on inside the club? Well, we've uh, we've net memberships every month since February and had three record-breaking sales months Good in work. like 30 years. Wow. So we're seeing growth. We're seeing growth from populations of people that we haven't, haven't been in like a we wonder, how come you didn't find us before? Why did it take this long for you to find us? So it what, is, do, what do they say? Um, it, we just, it just kind of took us a while to get there, you right, know? Right. And it's a younger population of people. So we, we're, our price point is difficult for that group of people because there are a lot of options for them. So when they decide that they want to join our club, they are joining our club for a reason, whether mm-hmm. it's networking or so forth. But getting that younger population of people to join and then grow up with us is exactly how we built our club years and years ago. So we're in this cycle of finding this new group of people that's going to grow up with us, have their kids, and then run them through all of our programs. Then we hire their kids, and it's like this little family. Sure. So you, you use um, a couple of words that are important that no one else does. Okay. Um, so you use fitness resort. Yes. And you look at a club and you say some people join a club for networking purposes, which yes. n- nobody talks about that. So yeah. is that something that you've infused or is that um, it makes you think differently about what you're providing when I say, oh, you're, you're a multi-sport operator, yeah. but... Well, you say, well, no, I'm a fitness resort and I I provide networking. So how do you think about that when you say someone, you know, says, uh, you know, what kind of programs you put in or, you know, what are you doing for your members? Like, well, it's not just what happens that I provide. It's what they provide each other. Yes. So that fitness resort, we actually started advertising and using fitness resort years ago Mm -hmm. because of families wanting to go away and do something, but maybe they didn't have the the money to do it or maybe they couldn't for other reasons. Yeah. So they actually would come and spend hours and hours at our, our club. The kids would get to do what they wanted to do. The parents get to do what they want to do. Then they meet at the pool and they spend the rest of the day together or mom and kids are there and then dad comes later and they have dinner together and, you know, and so forth. So we've always wanted to be your neighborhood fitness resort. Mm-hmm. And because fitness is what we do, but the luxury part of it is a resort. You do feel like you're a resort. And and that was a big thing for us. The definition of a club is somewhere where people belong, mm-hmm. somewhere that you get together with a group of people. So we never refer to ourselves as a gym. And one of the taglines that we always had was, if if you want a treadmill, join a gym. If you want to belong, join Club Greenwood. Like and so, because a club is a is a place where you do feel like you belong. So we never refer to ourselves as a recreation facility or as a gymnasium. We refer to ourselves as a club. And that's what our members call us. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm going to the club. That's yeah. the club. That's where I belong. I'm yeah. going to the club. I think there's more and more people that that want to go to a club yeah. and, and, and feel a part of something. Obviously, we're social animals and mm-hmm. we've been kind of mm-hmm. 
locked up for 18 months or just any, anywhere I can go that's a safe place is, is, is better than my apartment. Um, when you think about the marketing message that you've just, you know, outlined here as a, as a tagline, I think a lot of, of, of clubs and sports complexes, they have so much going on inside that they almost get confused to the point where it's almost like I'm going to send you like an a la carte menu of everything we do. And, it, and you've kind of lost me in the detail. Yes. So how do you think about being in this industry for so long and seeing different zero down in this price yeah. and 203, but just one month free. <laughs> and it's like, hold on a second. Let's not talk about the dollar amount. Let's talk about the value drivers and the value proposition. And do you segment that message or do you say, look, I've got, I kind of figured out like how to present this to someone as like an elevator pitch instead of yeah. So Too much. Because we don't pitch anything. It's just, We don't do wheeling and dealing and we don't do discounts and so forth. So yeah, whoever came in before you was getting the same exact price that right. you're getting. And that's what we've been for 34 years. And what we really, it's kind of our integrity of, of who we are so that everybody feels like they were always given the same thing when they come to the club. Mm-hmm. But then after that, it becomes their own personal experience. And that's what's important because we are so big. I mean, we're 101,000 square feet in our main club. 52,000 in our in our tennis facility so it, it's a lot four pools you know 13 acres all these things so you get lost walking through the building if you're brand new sure. so so when the when our membership advisors bring somebody through on a tour it's very much based on them because mm-hmm. everybody's experience has got to be personalized for them and so it is just just like what you said it's all about selling value and mm-hmm. it's the value is what they want not what i mean we could do all these features we have the same features as everybody else has sure. though so we have treadmills yeah we whatever have, you want you know, it's here yeah, trust me like i don't exactly. need to i need to market to you like we got that yeah. i've been here 34 years trust me i know what, i know what you need but what but what do you want? And right. that's where our focus goes, is really back to them because everybody's experience is gonna be a little bit different. And you know, and if they say we're joining for the kids club, we talk about kids and kids programs. If they're joining for networking, we talk about all the different options and opportunities that you know for them. Yeah. So we spend a lot of time on these podcasts and um, that these shows talking about growth of these companies and private equity coming in. And um, talk to us about the fact that I've got Club Greenwood. I'm not trying to create Club Greenwood 2.0, 60 miles away. I'm not trying to go do an acquisition. I'm not, that's not what we're here for. And how do you as an executive, you know, you want to grow professionally. You want your your companies, you know, to be more profitable. You want more people to network. You want to affect more in the community. But can you just help calibrate for entrepreneurs who say, look, I got one club, I got two clubs, like, mm-hmm. I'm good. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, and I'm just going to like do what I do and I'm going to affect these people. And don't talk to me about private equity. Don't talk to me about multi-unit growth. Like I'm really doing a good thing. And like, just, just digest that. Yeah. Know what you do well, know what you don't do well. Yeah. And do what you do well to the best of your ability. I mean, here, here's a perfect example. We don't own our spa. We lease it out mm-hmm. because we're not the best at Right. doing a spa. We don't own our food and beverage. We lease it out because we know this food and bed out, food and beverage operator is better than we are. Right. We don't own our retail. We lease out our retail. Mm. We do fitness and everything around fitness really well. And right. that's what we stick to. Same thing as you could, you know, you get more and more and more locations, but the more locations you have, the more opportunities you have for 
spreading things thin. And, you know, for us, it's not, we want to continue to make Club Greenwood better and better every year. And so that's where our concentration and our efforts lie. And, you know, we know what we do well, we do it great. And then we know what we don't do well and we hire somebody else who's a lot better at us to doing it. Gotcha. You know, there's something to be said of that because a lot of um, health clubs over time have um, say, oh yeah, let's do uh, let's do shakes, right? And then it's like the personal, the, the, the front desk workers now get their back to everybody walking in, they're making a shake and it's taking way longer than oh, yeah. what they thought it would do. Um, so when you think about the, the Club Greenwood, you're managing your employees, but you're also managing these partnerships. So how, how do you well, give, give us some you know tidbits on how you manage those? And obviously there's a contract in place, but there's also a personal relationship saying, I want this run this way within yes. the culture. I can't contractually put in an agreement like you have to abide by my culture, right? Mm-hmm. Or maybe we can now. Yeah. Let's just put that, throw that in. It's, you know, it's interesting. Our, all of our tenants have been with us for forever and yeah. our members don't know that they're tenants. That was uh, the key. Important. That is absolutely the key to it. Because they'll come to us and say, well, I'm super, you know, I can't believe that the spa did this. And I'm like, okay, well, actually, you know, they're, they're not our employees. What? Right. <laughs> and I'm like, ooh, we Are did something Are they all under right your there, same so. software? Or do, no, do people... they're all under different ones, wow, too. Interesting. Yeah, and and what's so crazy is... So well, you're really running a resort with, oh, totally. with other operators. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. But yeah. our members don't feel, I mean, they feel like all of those tenants have been part of our family for forever. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're just part of us as well. So there, there really isn't a different there. And you know, our industry, you know, oh yes, we're in the fitness industry, which is amazing. We get to sell this great product, but really we're in the experience industry and relationship exactly. building and making, commun- you know, communities. I mean, when you have 6,000, 7,000, 10,000 people belonging to this one place, you're like a little city. Yeah, I mean, you're bigger sure. than cities in the, all across the country. So, right, right. so you have to create this community within the community. And then there's all these little small pods inside of your, you know, your little city too. So it's all relationship building and being open, honest with your customers, knowing when you did something wrong, admit when you do it wrong, Mm -hmm. fix it, don't do it again, and just continue to get better. Yeah. So, you know, for giving your experience, and I I use this term, which everyone's going to say enough already, but I use this term, it says experience is what you get when you don't get what you want, right? So I got a lot of experience. I've tried a lot of things. So based on your experience, if you were um, turned into a consultant for, you know, put your consultant bread on. Yes. Okay. We're in the bread industry now, right? We're not telling anyone. It's my new little Maybe, um, yeah, uh, bedazzlebarrette.com. Uh-huh. You get that on GoDaddy for me, please? Get on. Just kidding. Um, if you were to give someone, you know, two or three tips that were running similar sized businesses as yours in other places of the country coming out of COVID here, you know, what would be your advice to them? Listen. That's the very first one. Listen. Um, respond empathetically because not with sympathy, empathize because recognize and the gentleman that was in the keynote just right before this, Scott, said it perfectly. You may have come out of the last 20 months not so damaged, but others have Mm -hmm. and recognize that they have. So, um, and know and understand that when somebody is um, behaving in a certain way, it has nothing to do with you, right, but you right. have the opportunity to change it right there. Yeah. Believe in change, embrace change, 
and deliver what it is that they don't even know that they want yet. Right, Uh right. So when you take a look at um, the use of technology Mm -hmm. in communicating with members and the human touch points that that I'm assuming is how you roll. And that's how like, hey, look, I want you to talk to people. I don't want you to email them. How have you kind of used technology as like a weapon and, you know, put it back in the drawer when I need to have a face fit. So talk, talk to us about that. Well, you know, it's, there, there are the things that we need to continue to do. You have to be on social media. You have to do, mm-hmm. all, because, because your market of people are so diverse and so different. This group of people likes this particular mode of communication. This one likes this mode of communication. And, and our marketing department has to be the smartest group in the whole club sure. to know and understand this one needs this, this one needs this. We can't do this with this and we have to do it. So, so I look at them and I go, okay, you guys are super talented and you're amazing and they're so good at what they do. Because you you do you, just like you said, technology can be a weapon, but you can also use it for the greater good. Mm-hmm. So that's what we have to do with it: is use it for the greater good to get done and get accomplished what we want to get accomplished. But no, uh, there's a book called The Art of the Handwritten Note. Ooh. That is absolutely one of the best reads everybody needs to do and needs to do now because. Getting a handwritten note, especially now, means more than you will ever realize. I yeah. mean, the, we still do direct mail. And the reason we do direct mail is because nobody gets mail anymore. They actually read it. When you right, get right. mail, you're like, well, how cool is this? Yeah, <laughs> and, something I actually don't throw away exactly. right away. Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, that I wrote myself a note actually in the, the keynote. Paula, make sure that you go back, send a note to all of the council members, the mayor, and the city manager. Because an email isn't good enough. It really isn't good enough. Yeah. It's it's right for certain times, but when you're in that gratitude moment, it's a personal note, a personal connection, yeah. definitely. Yeah, what other um, industries do you look at or when, when you, you know, whether, whether it's you travel or other types of um, retail businesses that, that you're, you say, okay, I'm, I'm gonna, I, I pull ideas from different places, where, where would you recommend people kind of go for that kind of discovery? Well, the great what thing, do you do? The great thing is I, I sit on a Rex round table. Oh, nice. So, we love yeah. those guys. So we love Rex. And, and I've been on one for 12 years, 11 years. 12 oh, years. So okay. I'm on the crew, which is the best one. Okay. <laughs> so, okay. But we we I go. I know there were factions, oh, but yeah. it sounds oh, like no, they are, We got names. Yeah, I got my round table. You get your round table. <laughs> and and the great thing is they take us just a bunch of different yeah, types yeah. of businesses, and uh-huh. so we get to learn from different businesses. But hospitality is obviously one of them. Sure. I mean, that's I've been on point this whole entire time with how's the convention center, how's the hotel, how are they responding to this, how are they responding to that, all the notes that I'm taking, going, mm, they could have done that better, we could have done sure. that. And I want to provide my feedback to them and be able to say, just so you know, this could to be... To Ursa or to the Omni? Uh, probably both. Yeah. Yeah. And... On a handwritten post-it note. Absolutely. Totally. <laughs> and so, you know, th- those are some places. Airlines right now. How are they handling the complete chaos of what is going on and yeah. happening? I feel bad for those the flight attendants, oh, you know, like they're awful. putting positions that are well, unacceptable to me. I feel like the other passengers should like band together and say, like, you can't treat people that way. That's not, it's not like they're working for an organization. They're not making a personal decision 
And that, that bothers me. The same thing has happened for our frontline staff members with masks and vaccines uh, and all these other types of things. They're do my job, right? Yeah, they're, they're 16, 17, 18 years old, yeah, and you have a grown tough. man who's a lawyer and well-to-do or whatever, and he is just coming at him, and we have to stop it. Yeah, that you can't yeah. do it. And they take a step back and go, oh, you're right. And most of the time, that is what happens, which is good because people need to be reminded we're just human and we're, we're not the one that are making those policies right now. We're not making those mandates, but we have to fulfill them. Sure. So help us. Don't hurt us. Support us. We've worked our tails yeah. off. You want this club to be open. You want us to be here. Help us. Right. You know? So, so in closing, you've got any, you've, you've given me some great uh, silver linings here. Um <laughs> And also, I love this, uh, the art of the handwritten note, which we'll mm. put in the show notes. You know, any uh, business quotes or personal quotes or inspirational and motivational quotes that people say, oh, I hear that from her all the time? 1993. Okay. Redondo Beach. I was teaching all the athletes at Miracosta High School. Oh, sure. A summer fitness program. And I brought a sports psychologist in for a piece of the, you know, going through all the different things we were doing. And the sports psychologist handed out a card that I still have. Nice. It is tattered, it's torn, but it's taped on my computer screen. I've carried it with me forever. And it's attitude is a decision. And attitude that is a decision. Is absolutely number one. I get up in the morning and I make the decision on how my day is going to be. And well, that's you get- it. You're going to love this, the, the book that we put together because it's uh, time to win again. So it's about Ooh. all these different analogies between how do you run a really awesome team, uh, professional team sport and basically like treat your employees like they're part of this team oh, yeah. and, you know, treat them like professional athletes, you know, yep. instead of having a head of HR, have like a head of player personnel. You know, yes. get them a uniform with their name on it. Like you're investing in them. Like they don't just need like a 50 cent, you know, pin from, yep. you know, Vista print that has their oh, first yeah. name on it. Um, I love the sports so analogy. Uh, we'll, we'll get yeah. getting your book right now. I Time to win it. again. Love it. Love it. And we're going to be selling that until we launch our global barrette business. <laughs> Bedazzled. Great to have you on. <laughs> Thank thanks you for very stopping much. by. Thank I love you. what you're doing. Thank and uh, you. thanks for. Uh, Making this industry what it is. Okay, wait. One last question. Go. Jets fans, Giants fans. Giants. <gasps> My husband played for the Jets. Oh, did he? Yeah. Who is it? Uh, Keith Newbert was a tight end under Joe Walton. Mickey Schuler was there. Okay. Back in the day. Yeah, that's why we lived in Point Lookout. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'm going to look him up. I'll look him up. All right, awesome. I thought you were going to tell me Mark Gastineau. <laughs> oh, but Mark was Joe Clex. Club was Joe Clex. Oh, he's on that team? Mark was playing back then. So, yeah, when he was on the team. So, oh, awesome. Yeah. All right. Great Thank to have you. you on. Thank you. Thank you.